Hall, June 22nd, 2021, the Valley Oop. You think you're going to be telling your grandkids about that someday? Hopefully. Hopefully I have grandkids. Oh, yes. well, that, I mean, <laughs> you, you took that to a different level, but <laughs> point being, oh my God, the Valley Oop last night. DeAndre, nine-tenths of a second left. Dude, I've never yelled so loudly in my life. My wife came out of the bedroom asking if something happened to me. It was amazing. And you know what, dude? I'm so fired something up. Something did talk. happen to you. Something happened to me. <laughs> something happens to me all the time. You know what's going to happen to me right now? We're going to let Zane Zor take us into this episode of Fan of the Flames, brah. Aight. Valley boys. We them valley boys. We them valley boys. We them valley boys. We them valley boys. Valley boy, let's go sauce to the day y'all die. Valley boy, we them valley boys, we them valley boys, we them valley boys. Welcome to this episode of Fanning the Flames, the OG Phoenix Suns podcast that is made for the fans. That is you guys by the fans. That is us. The intro music, like I said, of course, brought to you by the official rapper of the Phoenix Suns, Zane Zor. My boy, your boy, everybody's boy. As we all know, he's all over social media. You can follow him on Twitter, and you can see him on his website, zanezor.com. That's spelled Z-A-N-E-Z-O-R.com. You can give us a follow. So says Jay Paul. At Dervish of World. And the pod is at Fan the Flames NBA and Fanning the Flames. The solar panel. Wait, they're not technically on our podcast network, are they? Jam session. <laughs> Jam session. Uh, we're available on all pod forms. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. All right, dude. Let's yeah. let's let's get talk. into this. Let's talk yeah. about the let's talk about the value. Let's talk about I want to just start... the value before we go for the whole, whole hour no, on this uh... is... <laughs> stop. I know. Okay. First of all, we did less prep than we've ever done for this episode. So get ready to have a lot of fun but here's what i want to do and i and, and i said that only because you're already we're, we're trying to already battle and say what we're going to do but i'm just going to throw it out there because i got this I'm, I'm, I'm rolling up here it's rolling okay i want to start at the at the at the valley oop and i kind of want to work backwards through that game man okay because let's start let's start with what feels the best to start with let's start wait, on a high wait, so should we start with Marcus Cousins' technical foul that he received this morning? <laughs> Am I talking to myself? Am I talking to myself? <laughs> well, if we're going to work backwards, I'm just saying we should work backwards. I said Part I want to start. <laughs> I said I want to start at the Valley Oop and work okay. backwards. Okay. Literally my words. Okay. okay. So All right. can we do that? Yes. I mean, it was kind of part of it. Are we gonna? Are we doing this? Are we doing yes. this? We're doing this. You're not man enough to do this to me, Paul. Look at us. <laughs> Look at us. Oh, you don't know what? Do you know what I just did right there? You know what I just referenced? Do you know what I just referenced? I'm blanking on it, but I reckon. Dude, it was it, yeah. it was the Doug and Wolf fight. <laughs> when Doug told Wolf, Doug told Wolf, he's not man enough. <laughs> Think about that. Wolf played in the NFL for a decade. Anyway, Wolf. hey, let's talk about the Suns, dude. Yes. We'll start at the value. Yes. Bro. Okay. I just. Perfect. What did you do? What was your reaction? Like, just tell me, describe your reaction. Don't reenact it because I'm assuming it's loud. 
No, it, no, it was more like. Oh, really? You went quiet, huh? Mm-hmm. Interesting. I went quiet. Interesting. Yeah. Not, not great. Not great for the pod. Not great for an audio format. Yeah, yeah. He just he, he opened his mouth. His mouth was agape, if you will. Yes. But he looked kind of like Stephen A. Yes. Yeah. That's what Paul did. Paul looked like Stephen A. See, I, that's interesting because I, I feel like you would perhaps be more of the more inclined to be loud about it, and me being more of the my my chill self throughout that game uh-huh. would have been would uh-huh. have been quieter about it. I'm not, you know, I'm not loud, obnoxious, dude. I I I don't know how to describe the noise that I made, but it was loud and it was guttural. <laughs> <laughs> and it, like I said earlier, like caused caused my wife to come out of the bedroom with, with serious concern, like something had happened to me. Like you said, Paul, something did happen to me. The value, but that dude, that was such an amazing, amazing, amazing play. Like what a moment! What a moment that was, right? Yeah, I mean, it was. I mean, from everything from that led up to it, that put the sons in the situation, to Monty remembering that that's legal from a random ass sun's game from mm-hmm. 2017 mm-hmm. when nobody was paying attention to the team um to you know apparently da not really fully knowing or trusting that what he was about to do was real and then the clippers not, not knowing, knowing either and, and you know who else didn't know the Kane, Kane Fitzgerald, dude, if you watch the replay, he comes from the far sideline and you can see his hands come up kind of around his waist and he starts making a little wave off sign looking at looking at uh, um, everybody's favorite ref, Scott Foster. Which thank God. I'm assuming you'll talk about later. Apparently Scott Foster <laughs> knew that rule. Thank God. Um, but yeah, so Kane Fitzgerald didn't know the rule. Let's think yeah. about that for a second. It's a loophole in a rule. It's not a loophole in a rule. There's no, no rule. No, it's not. Yeah, there's no rule. Yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah, you caught it in the air, basically. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it, it, it's a play. There's no yeah. rule that governs it. That's, that's plain and simple. Yeah. So I, I'm just, the, the, I, the fact that, hold on, the fact that, the fact, I'm going to get on the refs a little bit right now. The mm-hmm. fact that you have a referee in a conference final game that doesn't know that rule, a rule that 99% and don't get me wrong. Sun's Twitter is full of a bunch of very smart people. We are very intelligent. I love all of us. We're super smart, but 99% of us knew that rule again, because we're super smart, <laughs> super smart, but we shouldn't know more than the NBA referees. Should we? I don't think we should do. We, no, we, we should That's a the refs. The refs clearly should know that particularly after the 2017 play when that happened where I thought it was a bigger deal back then, but clearly mm-hmm. it didn't permeate the rest of the NBA. Again, the sun sucked that year. Cause that, you know, yeah, we really sucked that year. Um, but one, I'm surprised. I'm surprised it hasn't been used more if ever since that one time. Right. Like, because, and it just it just would seem that like particularly because like I said it's 
it's not technically a loophole, but it is, it's a weird kind of quirk of the rule that like, it's the one play where goaltending doesn't count. No, it's not because it's, it's not, not goaltending. But there's no reason to tie it to a rule. I don't understand why everybody keeps tying it to a rule. That's like saying it wasn't traveling. No, it wasn't. But okay, you're not saying right. anything useful. I, I mean, that's I no, understand. I mean, okay, I'm being it, super it hyper technical about it. But like it's goaltending. Let's 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 step back and not talk about like the technicalities of this because obviously everybody knows what it is. Let's talk about the play itself. What was the most pivotal, the most integral part of that play to you? Integral? Jay Crowder. Integral? Yeah. Okay. Cool. That was an easy one. Yeah. Dude, that I mean, pass was the, that was To ridiculous. thread that pass in that between Cousins and the backboard, and like he was like, what, maybe an inch off from the backboard? at that perfect angle that Aiton could and time it. So Aiton could catch it as he's coming around a screen, like off of Booker's screen. And an and, and inch is, I think like giving, giving him like extra space. I think it was closer than that, dude. Like remember, yeah. remember what it was. It could have gone so wrong. <laughs> I want to say it was like three or four years ago in an NFL game, or maybe it was a college game, uh, football they were measuring for a first down and the mm-hmm. ref couldn't tell if it was touching, if the foot nose of the football was touching the chain or not. Mm-hmm. So he took like a card out of his pocket and slid it between the seat. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was playing card distance uh, between the backboard and the ball. When, when Jay threw that pass, dude, that was when I saw that first last night, well, after it happened, I was just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That just brings an entirely new element to to that play. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was so much that had to go perfect with that play, and I'm and it just did. Because it was a very it's a weird spot to be doing an inbounds from, which mm-hmm. didn't help. It was um, you know, book was the decoy, which is crazy. You know, like particularly after like this this entire season it's like okay if we're in a close game books taking the last shot it's just it's just a given and it's going to be a hard contested pull-up jumper of some kind that for all intents and purposes historically he doesn't have the greatest track record of so for monty to go away from that for book with a busted up nose to throw it throw a screen on um zubach Mm-hmm. It's yep. just, you know, well, and, and let's, let's, let's think about the, let's think about the genius of the play. Cause you brought up a good point and that's, and that's the, the history of book being the one that's going to get that ball and take that shot and the history of it being a tough contested shot oftentimes because the other team is what expecting it. Right. Because that's what yeah. the Suns do. Yeah. I, and, and I feel like it was actually something that was brought up throughout the season amongst our, you know, offline chats, our group chats, you know, the idea of, okay, last second shot coming up, give it to Chris Paul, maybe instead of book. Yeah. And I think somebody might've said something along the lines of they'll, they'll break that out later, you know, break out yeah. somebody later. Um, and, and ultimately you look at it and 
whether that's by design or it's just by happenstance because of the circumstance of the play, right? Yeah. I mean, technically you had time for a catch and shoot, so you could have set that play up for book, but you start to wonder when yeah. Monty throughout the year is always going to book at the end of the game. Is that by design? Because he's sitting there thinking, and when this comes out, when it comes down to it later in the year, teams are going to sit there and think this is that preference. This is, this is our tendency. They're going to set up for that. And we throw something different at them. And that's one reason why, um, who was the, was it, was Morris the other defender that was right there? Who was it? No, defending, Morris defending book. Um, Batum? Whoever it was, Batum. Yeah, that's exactly who it was. It was Batum. That's why Batum didn't move off of Book's hip when he set that screen, because if he does, he's expecting Book to flash out and get get the ball and take that shot, right? So he's not leaving him, so he couldn't leave right. him to to pick up Aiton. And obviously, Zubac couldn't recover in time, and the rest, as they say, is history. Paul, history. Did, did my diatribe, did my narrative bore you? Paul's yawning, guys. <laughs> no, it did not. I just, and ladies, the timing was of poor. course. Anyway, okay. So, you know, I'm almost hesitant to get into the next thing that I kind of want to get into just because I'm in such a dang good mood about all of this, man. I don't really want to go down the path that I feel like we still need to go down. And that is... That is the officiating from last night. And to my thought process of working backwards from the Valley Oop, how about the phantom whistle that was probably, what, a minute 30 left, minute 20 left? Something like that, yeah. Book was driving, Beverly flopped like the uh, non- trustworthy person he is and and uh i believe it was kane fitzgerald blew the whistle knows it he just blew the whistle do you have yeah. any idea what happened there paul no but it's there were multiple instances in that period of time where, they, where you didn't like, know what I was, was happening no didn't know what was happening i mean i don't think the refs didn't because they yeah that's and, for and, sure like i mean they put in the, you know, that automatic review option in that in the last two minutes, and these refs used it. Like, were, were there four, five? They, 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 they reviewed like they every trip back and forth on the damn court. They might, they might as well have just like been like, you know, just play it out and we'll just watch it later and we'll tell you what we think. <laughs> like, that right. was kind of like, that's what it felt right. like. There's the, there's the out of bounds on book that, you know, in any other game should have been out on Beverly or would have been called out on Beverly, which it is it was, what it is. But it I was, mean, it wasn't the wrong, it wasn't the wrong, it wasn't the wrong call on review i don't think it was necessarily the right move to i don't think that was a play that should have warranted review like that's what review is for what to make sure you got a call right if there's any doubt i, I feel like that's one and obviously they overturned it so you, one thinks okay clearly there's a reason for there to be doubt but for, for to your point from the practical perspective how that would play out 99% of games is if somebody turned to that ref and said, review it, the ref would be like, nah, because yeah. that's how that gets called. 
And but, l- l- luckily, um, Pandemic P reared his ugly head and um, missed a couple free throws, which allowed the Valley Oop to occur. I mean, the, that entire two minutes was almost like it was orchestrated to steal the game from the Suns. Oh, yeah. Between yeah. the chaos of Patrick Beverly, the well, the chaos of Patrick Beverly all game, but the chaos of Patrick Beverly using the replays and in multiple instances go – did any of the, those reviews go in the Suns' favor at any point in time? Um, there, was, there was the offensive foul on Book when he hit Beverly in the face. They technically reviewed the last – rebound the last out of bounds off McHale's miss and okay. they upheld that for the Suns. So that was a big one that went in the Suns' favor. Okay. Great. I think he should have been fouled on that. Well, let's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, but you know, still won the game. So no, yeah, no, no. The, 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 the constant reviews was insane and it, it really all 33 kind of minutes. It all really, yeah, exactly. For the last, what was it? 90 seconds? Yeah. It all really kind of started with that Patrick Beverly flop and the Kane Fitzgerald phantom whistle. I mean, okay, we were talking about this before the pod. First of all, you don't blow a whistle. Like hey, if there's a new strategy where, okay, if a player just goes down that has to stop the play, then you know that's great because there's going to be a lot of ways to stop fast breaks every fucking play. Fantastic. That's going to be fun to watch. Uh, clearly, that's not the rule. What should have happened right there is Kane Fitzgerald should have said inadvertent whistle, and that's it. Because the problem I have with the play is that he blew the whistle and didn't make a call. And then they went to a review and decided to call an offensive foul on Booker. That's not how that worked. There's literally nothing in the rule book that says you can blow a play dead without making a call at all. Like no, that's not how it. That's not how it works. They, they had spurious, malicious contact. Is what they came up with after the whistle, which was able to warrant the review. But 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 which but just what became no malicious contact, but, but an but, offensive foul. On but what warrants the whistle? Nothing warranted the whistle, which is the problem. Because that's that's my point. Is if he blew right. the whistle and called offensive foul right away, okay, fine but he just blew the whistle and called nothing. And then mm-hmm. they walked around like a couple of idiots for about eight seconds, went over and then called an offensive foul. Uh, I I've, I've never seen anything like that. <laughs> like I it's, I'm at a loss. I'm at a loss for words. How there's a lot of that such, <laughs> in that game of that magnitude and have an officiating crew that is so inept and can I say that potentially corrupt? I mean, a hundred. <laughs> I, I sent a hundred tweets to these guys, and they're not responding to me about their officiating. I, I feel like it's just you know falling on deaf ears. <laughs> um, no, there's yeah. Let's not even get into the whole Scott Foster eleven games in a row, best friends with freaking Tim Donahue. Like, come on, <laughs> like what's happening here? But at the end of the day, dude, you know what's great is the Suns won that game. Yes. And you know, yes, they did. And that's all that matters. I, I, I will, I will tell you that even me being the 
eternal optimist that I am, there was a point when I felt like it was it was a toss-up whether the Suns would win that game. I felt like it was 50-50 at one point. Um, you're no reaction to that at all. Are you even listening to me? <laughs> I am listening. Um, anyway, I, I had kind of relegated myself to the fact that, yeah, this game's getting stolen from us. This is just how it's going. But I actually didn't really care that much because let's think about everything that happened that game. The Suns also, this is something that hasn't really been talked about. The Suns didn't really play that well. Like they shot overall, they shot fine. I think they shot 50% from the field overall, but they shot, I think 20% from three or something. It was bad. It was, it was bad. So for everything that went on, the Suns didn't play well. Again, hasn't been talked about much, but Hey, why bother? We don't want to talk about that. The Suns didn't play well. The refs were wow. Um, and and everything that could have gone wrong, no, no CP3. Book gets headbutted. We haven't talked about that yet. Book he, was just off. All Book, night. Yeah, except for him. When we needed him, baby. Armani mode came in when it when it need when it needed to come in. Um, but all those circumstances suggested a loss. And the fact that we were looking, staring the, in the face of a very, very close contested loss was something that didn't exactly feel terrible. But then we win the game, dude. I'm, I'm not, I'm not being just me right now when I say that. I'm like, I'm not being overly optimistic here. I don't. Not what's going to stop this team, dude? Who are you scared of at this point? Who's going to beat this team? Nobody. Nope. Nobody. Nobody. It's it. I mean, anything can happen. I'm not counting chickens. You know, I'm, you know, I'm going to go into every, you know, the, the Clippers have gone down 0-2 in the last two rounds. Granted, you know, they lost, they're out, they don't have Kawhi, but they finished off the last round without Kawhi. Um, you know, Paul George is still playing well, minus those two missed free throws at the end of the game. Otherwise, he had a pretty solid, really solid game yesterday. Um, you know, I don't really know where else. It, Reggie Jackson has been killing us, which is is crazy. I don't really know where else they get their points from, but they're somehow getting them. Um, I think we are the better team. We are the deeper team. We are the more balanced team and we're getting, we are getting back our other all-star and they are not. So I'm confident. I'm not cocky. Um, but I'm doing everything in my power to not look past the Clippers to the finals and focus and not be like, okay, who do I want to play more? But Milwaukee or Atlanta? Yeah, I look, I get where you're coming from, and I get, you know, Clippers were down 0-2 before last series, but you know what? To do that I three mean, in a row is tough. <laughs> and and to quote to quote somebody, tell me if you know who I'm quoting. Paul, I've seen that movie before. Yeah. Because yeah. they said the same thing about the Lakers. They came back. They were down when they what every series last season they won and won the title, whatever it was, right? We're hearing that. We're gonna hear that. Like it, it's always going to be there's the there's a chance the Suns aren't going to win. 
But let's think about that statement right there for a second. I just said there's a chance the Suns aren't going to win. I mean, dude, I've never said that on this podcast. I mean, this is phenomenal. Yes. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it is It is abnormal to be, you know, thinking from a front. We're re- weirdly front runners now. I don't know how to feel about that. It's been a while since we've been front runners. You, you know what's weird? Tell me if you get this vibe, uh, you know, along those lines. I feel like the the general consensus among the people, the public, is a lot of embracing of of the Suns. At least for you know the kind of the casuals or like the yeah. fans of teams who are not in the playoffs. Well, I mean, in the ratings, uh, right? Exactly. Sure, but but I I feel like the the same type of like endearment still isn't there with the, with the, the media folks, with the pundits, it's getting there. We're getting yeah. it. Right. But I, we're, we're getting it. Yeah. I mean, it's still, um, I, I don't think they don't, they don't know what to do with us yet. They don't know how to give credit to the guys that are there. Everything has to be couched in some way, which is annoying. You know, we had these two games without Chris Paul and, the storylines for those two games were Chris Paul. Yeah. 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 And which nothing against Chris Paul, but book did that. Payne did that. Mm -hmm. Aiton did that. Well, and you know, and you know what too, you know, who'd be the first person to, you say no offense to Chris Paul, but you know, be the first person to back that up or to say that same exact thing. Chris Paul. (laughs) Absolutely, man. And, and dude, okay, we haven't recorded since this happened, um, because it's been the last two games. But can we talk about the FaceTiming Chris Paul after the game, dude? Oh, God. <laughs> after game one, when Book and Da are walking down the hallway, and you catch them FaceTiming CP, and you hear Da going, I think he was saying. You hear, you hear about the 11 dimes? You hear about his 11 dimes? <laughs> yeah. And I think I tweeted this. I said, like, dude, it was like hearing a little brother bragging about what the big brother did to, like, the dad. Sorry, yeah. Chris Paul. Like, but, hey, look, he's younger than me, so I guess I don't really have to apologize. Mm-hmm. Um, but, dude, just the, the love on this team, man. Oh, yeah. They and, definitely and, all like each other, which is great. And, you know – Team is another word. Look, I love this. Tangents all night long. <laughs> you know what's interesting is I think that's the title at, of this episode. <laughs> right. Look at look at the teams that are left in the in the finals. It's or in the finals, the, the final four teams left. They're all teams. Co- cohesive units. I mean, yeah. I'll, I think there's one exception to that, and you know, whatever. But uh, hey, we won't have to worry about them in a little bit, I feel. Uh, I, I wouldn't even say that. I think the Clippers are a cohesive unit. They're way more of a cohesive unit than the Lakers. They're no, more fair. built and designed around. They're actually designed around their two stars. Look, Paul, it's a conspiracy against LeBron to bring him down. Okay. The yes. NBA wants him to fail. He tweeted it. So the NBA true. injured his hamstring or whatever, or his knee and AD's hamstring. Dude, that guy, that guy's gonna end up being like, like he that that a tweet like that is the first step towards living alone in a forest somewhere. In a van and, down by the river. Yeah, no, no, dude. Like that's <laughs> too that's too social. Like 
that's 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 like trending towards unabomber level type stuff dude when you start like tweeting that out (laughs) what else paul where do we want to go man what do we want to talk about now we're working Um, our way back i don't really feel the need to go that much farther backwards well to be quite honest should we should we talk about the guys who were who did star this game yeah two guys carried this game for us you know book was off book was like book was their focus this the the clippers focus and not that they shut him down but they made it very difficult for him but especially since the refs you know called what before of his five fouls were offensive yeah dude that and the one his second one i think it was the second one right or is the first or a second <clears throat> excuse me the one under the hoop Ooh, yeah. I, again, one of those where I I've never seen. I don't think anything he was like even it. like touching physically touching the guy in one of them. No, he, that that's exactly what I'm talking about. He was going up for a shot, and the guy right. backed up. Basically, it was it was wild. Right. But last night was full of those, obviously. Yeah, but in, in the absence of books superheroics that we saw in game one. We got a couple other superheroes show up. We had, um, you know, DA who has been showing up all playoffs. You know, he is earning whatever the hell contract they give him this off season. And it is well-deserved. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, my only hope is that he does, he takes this and realizes, okay, this, this is what I have to do against every team, not just the good teams. Uh, this is what I have to do against the Sacramento Kings. This is what I have to do against the Orlando Magic. See, now let so me, I- let me, hold on. Let me stop you. Let me stop you because I, I, I want to point out that you're, you're assuming that he doesn't already know that and his performance isn't based on what the team needs and what the team is game planning for. It's an assumption that you're making, right? Yes. Okay. As long as that's clear. well, I mean, but there's there were clearly games where he coasted during the season. Like recently, or are you telling me like early, early, early in the season when people were insanely talking about trading him because people are people? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> um, jeez, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to touch a nerve there. Jeez, <laughs> breaking news: Paul does not like people <laughs> no i don't <laughs> moving but, on. um moving on but yeah i mean he was you know he was he was great all game i mean he was he's pretty quiet in the second quarter which i kind of wish they had fed him more that i mean i think that's also just one of those things that i think frustrates a lot of suns fans is when he has it going and the team doesn't feed him mm-hmm. where it's like okay da scored 12 points in the first first quarter he destroyed them Okay, let's do it again, and let's right. do it again, and let's and do let's, it again. Let's but now in, not do that. <laughs> in, yeah, instead, it's he doesn't take a shot in the entire quarter. It's like that's working. Let's break quarter. it. <laughs> exactly, but you know, but in the second half, they did take it back to him, and I mean, he ended with twenty-four points, uh, thirteen rebounds, and then obviously the game-winning shot. But I mean, the other guy, the other the guy who really paced this team was campaign. I mean, the last two games, you know, eighteen assists and one turnover. 
I mean, Dude. 40 points, I think. Something like that. Yeah, campaign. Yeah, no, it's been 40 points over the last two games. So no, no, no. It's yeah, he, more than it, that, isn't it? Hold on. I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. I'm going to keep saying I'm looking it up until I'm done looking it up. I do know that I do know oh, that 18 to 1 is accurate, which is, you know, a pretty good facsimile of a Okay, yeah, never mind it was 40. Personation of uh Chris Paul, you know, cuz that was the story of the Nuggets mm-hmm. series was how efficient he was and how few turnovers he had had um in that series where he had some crazy number it was like 68 or something to three or some stupid ass number of like assist to turnover. He, over he was, series. he was at 1.56 to three or 56 to four, which was the first time that anybody had done that since he did it like seven years ago. And he was like 58 to four, but that was during the regular season. Right. So yes. Yeah. So, yes. Let me ask you a question along those lines, <laughs> unless yeah. you're not done. If you're I'm not done. done, you can continue. I'm okay. done. I'll let you, I'll let you talk. I rambled. Campaign. Yes. His future. Yeah. Do you think he can be Chris Paul's heir apparent in Phoenix? I don't know. Maybe not even heir apparent, maybe just heir. I don't know. I mean, it's. Let me, let me ask the question in a different way first. Do you think that's the plan? For the Suns, do you think the Suns are planning for campaign to be the heir to Chris Paul as the team's point guard? I wouldn't be surprised. Fair. I mean, I guess, but that comes down to like a lot of questions. I mean, like one is like, what's he going to command in free agency? You know, and will, is it a number the Suns are willing to pay? Um, you know, particularly when they have to resign Chris, when they have to are probably going to extend Aiden and Mikhail this summer as well. That's committing a lot of money. That was really weird that you called him Chris right there. Yeah, I, it's I, weird that I, I was it, literally, I'm like, Chris, the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Marquise. And I'm like, well, the sons is named Chris. Well, like, oh, I, I Chris feel Paul. weird saying Paul. I'm just saying Paul. Cause my name well, is Paul. I feel so. like, I, I, yeah, I guess I just always call him CP, so it just flows for me. Yeah. Anyway, go on, continue. Um, so yeah, so Sarver's going to be shelling out a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess it, I guess a lot of it comes to like what is the number, like what's the number, what's the years? I mean, I don't want to do a Kelly Oubre situation where it's a two-year thing. I'd like to get three years, just to because I think that affects bird rights and things of that nature. But they do have bird rights. I think they do have bird rights on him or early bird rights. So that's what I think. They, I think they I saw early somebody bird tweet rights, that they have early. They have early bird rights, which means they can um, sign him, but it's a it's a capped number. So if he gets a free agent offer that's higher than that, I mean, more power to him. Get 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 that bag because he. But I don't want him to leave the Suns. So that's interesting. So. If, if you have early bird rights, you yeah. have the right to match up to a certain amount. Is that, is that what – am I understanding that right? You have the right to go over the cap to sign them. Oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I said to match. I'm thinking like restricted free agent. But you have the yeah. right to go over – but that's – so that's capped at a certain amount. So what you're yeah. saying is 
the team swoops in and goes, hey, we'll pay him more than that, then the Suns aren't going to be able to go they, over they the cap. They physically can't. Right. It was like, I think it was like a similar situation. Like, I think I want to say it was like DeMarcus Cousins when he was on the Warriors because he signed a vet men or whatever. Mm-hmm. They could only, if they were to re-sign him, they could only sign him for so much. Gotcha. Hmm. Which, well, I don't know. I, I, I saw a tweet recently. I have no idea who said it, but I, I just recall having a sense of calm and um, uh, security thinking that there's a good shot that campaign will be back next year. I can't remember who said it or what was in it, but I just remember having that feeling. So I'm going to just, I'm going to, I'm going to live with that. I'm going to just have that be my primary focus when it comes to his future, as far as, you know, money goes. But you know, I, 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 I asked that question because you know, I think a lot of people obviously have been, well, very pleasantly surprised by what campaign has done for the team this year, filling in very, very well, obviously, as the backup point guard. And I think a lot of people are sitting there going, thank God, we finally have that backup point guard. But James Jones was on Gambo and uh, Burns and Gambo uh, not too long ago, uh, future show to be known as Burns, Gambo, and Espo, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, I believe. Um, But anyway, um, he was on there. And the the way he spoke of campaign, uh, it it was just, it came across to me like that's a guy that he sought out and saw as somebody that could be groomed and almost kind of conveyed a, we're we're thinking that's going to be you know a, a, definitely a path that we can go down and see how it you know plays out because obviously there are going to be a lot of different moving right. parts but you know Still if he continues on the if he yeah if he continues on the trajectory he's on it's right. not an unreasonable thing to 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 believe could could end up being the case and at the very least we know that if if he does stick around with the team that we've got a, a fantastic piece there and I'm gonna. Also, and I'll let you you talk because I know you want to say something. I can see yeah. it. Yeah, a couple things. I want to get us off of the topic of like the future stuff here because, dude, let's come on, let's bring yeah. it back in, bring it back into the now. Enjoy the moment. If you got a little more future, go, and then we'll go back to the moment. We'll go back to the moment. No, I, I don't think I don't think it's well a little bit of its future. But the the one thing I want to jump to in the past is what's somebody brought it. Somebody else brought it up on Twitter today, and it, I. I know we signed him for the bubble, but the only reason we signed him for the bubble was because Rubio had COVID. Hmm. Because the only other point guards we had was Javon and um, I don't even know who else we had on the team. That was a point guard and we had some, but they weren't good. Um, Since Javon's the only one still around. Yeah, but um, that's really the only reason we brought him in because we really needed somebody who actually knew how to run an offense. And then look at him now, you know, setting his career high in points and assists and everything in game two of the conference finals. Yeah, but to the one thing I did want to say about future fit as a starter, since you asked about that, is just the one thing that's great about Chris Paul is his complete control over tempo and pace Mm -hmm. and how he knows when to push. He knows when to pull back. And that is a very, very unique trait that I don't know if any other point guard in the league has. Right. You know, is very, you know, like 
only the greats have it. And even like the new greats, just because of the way the game has changed, like Steph isn't that type of point guard. Lillard's not that type of point guard. Um, but like one of the things that makes Cam great, particularly in that bench role, is he is, for lack of a better term, a whirling dervish. <laughs> <laughs> when he gets on there, he he's fast, he's shifty, he goes downhill. He's not, you know, he is, you know, he does have vision, obviously, you know, because he's, you know, given got the this a pretty good assist to turnover ratio, but at the same, but it's not that, you know, controlling every moment of the game. He's almost like it's almost like he's like the. Tell me if you're. This is kind of the path you're going down. It's almost like he has a change of pace, almost like a third down back in football, right? You know, yeah. Right? You bring in, you shifty. bring in a little shiftier, quicker guy that you know can catch the ball out of the backfield. Campaigns are shifty, quicker downhill, Campaign, run downhill. Balls. Yes, yes. He's he's the son's version of Darren Sproles. Yeah, I like that. I like. Which that. I mean, I'm not saying he, you know. Obviously, he's grown a ton, you know, from being out of the league to what he's doing now, truly solidifying himself as a player in the league. And who knows where he'll be in the next few years. But when he like, because I think he's only just now kind of getting into his early prime. So, I mean, who knows? But, you know, and at the same time, you know, as the rest of the guys develop around him, around book, you know, and Aiden and McHale and whatnot, you know, it could work. It's just a slight adjustment. Maybe books, the one who takes over more of that pace and control stuff. As Yeah. Well, and, and it's funny when you were talking about the, the way Chris Paul controls the pace uh, and really, you know, the speed, the tempo of the game, I, I was thinking about book and how he's so good at playing under control, playing quick when he needs to playing Fast if he needs to, but not out of control. I mean, think about how Book has grown even in in that downhill kind of role. You know, he mm-hmm. knew that guy reckless abandon on a break, right? Uh, and and he still does that, but he seems to be almost you know like a controlled chaos as opposed to back when he was younger. He was always that downhill guy on the break too, but I felt was a little more uh, more more inclined to be out of control. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, what a time to be a Suns fan. I feel like that's what I just constantly go back to, man. Constantly go back to. Yeah, I mean, it's I'm definitely doing everything in my power to enjoy this season, and I wholeheartedly am. You know, everything about this at this point is gravy. Whoa, whoa, what? Huh? It's a weird I mean, thing to say. <laughs> Don't you? I know. Like, I feel no, like we, just we, like, we, like we exceeded you, the are, expectations. Hey, Paul, don't get, don't get, don't get, don't get, don't get happy on the farm, buddy. Don't get I'm happy, not happy on, the on the farm. You I'm just said everything from here is great. Did you say? Didn't you just say everything from here is gravy? Yes. Doesn't mean I'm happy on the farm. I, I want you. Mean I, I want, haven't shifted my I, expectations. But I want you to. I want you to expressly take that back right now. <laughs> say it. Okay. Please. I'll take that back. Thank you. I feel better. I needed that. I needed that for my psyche. <laughs> Don't need okay. that juju floating okay. out there, man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway, so Paul, 
prediction yes. game three. Chris Paul's going ham. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, he's had extra rest, yeah, hung out with the kids, know. sleeping in his own bed, you know, made a TikTok. <laughs> you want to, you, you want to hear a crazy conspiracy theory that came to my mind today. Speaking okay. of speaking, of, uh, you know, it must've been, you know, uh, in tune with LeBron. Whole COVID thing is just a facade to just get Chris Paul to not play so he can rest and and get that shoulder fully healthy. The Suns just knew that they were going to roll through the Clippers because anyway. it wasn't enough time being off because the week. they swept. They wanted an extra seven days <laughs> and they wanted yeah. extra time. Mm-hmm. I, I can work with. I can work yeah. with that. Yeah, I can work with that. Yeah. I want to know who administered the tests, uh, who who reviewed the results. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, that okay. Sorry, I'll I'll stop now. That's just well. Did, did did you see? Did you did you listen to the post game solar panel yet? Ye- yes, I've well I've listened to some of it. I don't I didn't get through the rest did, of did it you, because did you get I to kept... the chart where Lissy was talking about he wanted Chris Paul to come down from the rafters like holding his like fail or past COVID tests. <laughs> No, but I, Jesus, that's amazing. I, I, I mean, that would be an entrance. That would be an entrance. You know, the one thing that I'm going to, okay, I'm, I'm, I'll step back. I'm not even going to, I'm not, I'm not going to start counting those chickens. I feel like I've done enough counting already on this podcast. I don't need to count them anymore. Do I? I don't think so. No. Um, so okay, you you said Chris Paul is going to go ham. I won't necessarily disagree with you there, but I'm talking results. What, what what's the what's what's your prediction for the game? Are you picking the Suns? You picking the Clips? Why are we? Why am I asking you this? Obviously, I'm picking the Suns. Yeah. So me too. And 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 that that actually works nicely because I want to segue. I, th- into I, th- one, I think the, one, the the Clips took. Um, I don't know what whether adjustments the Clips have. They, I really don't. Um, getting better at basketball that's the adjustment they need at this point because i mean they 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 if you throw beverly on booker fine who's covering chris paul mm-hmm. reggie jackson mm-hmm. yeah or you know well, i mean then it's, somebody then somebody else is gonna eat it, you know? it, it it, there are no signs that would indicate it's gonna get any better for the clippers at this point no. I, I just still can't get over talking so confidently about the Suns. This feels great. This feels fantastic. Yes. Um, I. Um, anyway, so Are you won the finals. <laughs> uh, no, hold on. Oh, I want. I want to. I want to. I want to segue into one gripe that I do have, though. Okay. So not with Scott Foster, but so, in, something else. And look, man, I'm done. I'm done with Scott Foster, man. I. You know what? I Hopefully said my piece. Again. I said my piece a lot last night on Twitter. Uh, didn't was off Twitter for a few minutes. Couldn't say my piece until Twitter realized, Oh, he's just complaining about Scott Foster. He can't be wrong. This is cool. (laughs) Anyway. um, But nugget series, you know, I went to two of the games in the Lakers series, right? Yeah. Nugget series was, we were primed to have game five tickets. Uh This series I'm primed to have game five tickets. (laughs) So that's my one gripe right now is I'd really (laughs) want to go to a game. But 
you know, they keep winning. But hey, I'll take the wins and just go to game two of the finals, which yeah. is right now, I, yeah, as far I'm, as I know, my next scheduled game. I'm I'm saving my money for a finals game. I think I'll I might try to aim for game two. Yeah, that's hey, dude, that's where I'm gonna be. Oh, I can't wait. Okay, I mean, hey, you'll probably have way better seats than me because I, I can future. only afford so much. <laughs> getting 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 ahead of ourselves again, though. Getting ahead of ourselves yes. again. Okay. So let's 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 start winding down, man. Let's 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 finish up this episode. And let's finish up this episode by talking about something that I think you should tell us what we're gonna talk about. Because I've got draft. the draft. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> The draft lottery was the other night. That was cool. Yeah, it, I didn't care. I had no idea. <laughs> it was, it was great. On. It was great. I didn't care. Apparently, Ben Wallace has gray hair now. Yeah, I saw some of the reps that were going to be there. I thought they were kind of weird, but they're always kind of weird. And Swin Cash has my new favorite gift. What's that? I will send it to you after the after the show. I, I'm I'm looking forward to that. I'm I'm looking forward to that. But um, no, actually, the last thing I, I want to mention about the Suns is we need to give some props to Cam Johnson. Dude went five for five and actually really like kept us going at a time when it could have gotten away from us. Dude, I look. I love Cameron. I just love that kid. I, 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 <laughs> I'm sorry. I keep laughing because I say things and I'm like, everybody knows this. <laughs> all I'm doing is just reinforcing everything that everyone already knows. I love all these guys, but no, Cam, Cam Johnson, dude, he's a guy like we talk about. He's comes into the league immediately under a microscope because everyone's panning the pick. First season shows that he was not a bad pick then starts showing that, in fact, he was a good pick, and his game is continuing to develop. I mean, his his defense is underrated. That's a guy who I'm very excited to see continue to grow because, you know, he's an older player because he came into the league as an older rookie, but I think there's still a lot the, the lot that's there to, to continue to develop. And, again, looking at the core of this team moving forward, man, there's, there's so much to be excited about. And you say – bring up cam johnson first time we've talked about him on this podcast we've mentioned book barely we mentioned jay just talking about the past but dude there are so many guys on this team even we Dario. didn't even talk about book's nose we we i touched on it briefly let's talk about book's nose dude is that, he looks like doug funny he does look like doug funny and it's it's crazy because like at first like you see it you see the cut you're like oh you know it, it's it's cut. It's bleeding. Yeah, I thought it was just. But dude, cut, that thing just then, like blew up as the game. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't realize how much. Like, I was kind of surprised when it came out and it was packed because, yeah. like, I I saw like the blood here. I thought it just like split here and it's a area in the nose that bleeds profusely. Obviously, as we are aware from yep. a previous Suns guard having a similar situation a number of years ago in, I believe, also the Western Conference Finals. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, that it was packed too was interesting. And then, yeah, it blew up and like, then you could clearly see how I'm surprised we didn't get a uh, update as to the status of the nose today. Yeah. As to, like, well, he wasn't like, on the, I mean, he wasn't on the injury report. They published right. Well, report. I mean, he's going to play. I think it's just more a question of like, and I think he's probably going to wear a mask, but like if it was broken or not. So I know yeah, yeah. I guess that's a good point. They wouldn't put like a simple update like that in injury. 
book book update wearing a mask not on the yeah. report good point uh dude i i i i for one want him to if he wears a mask and this is like relevant to nothing I really want him to wear like something that's like a black mask or something. So he looks like fucking Batman. I would think I don't he'd be know. allowed to paint them like freaking goalie masks in like hockey. You know, like go out, get like some Mr. Cartoon or some other tattoo artist to like airbrush some like crazy like sun's design onto it. And see, I feel like it. book would be like more like subtle. I feel like he'd go with just like a, a like a matte black mask. Yeah. That's what I would go with if I. That's probably what he'll have. If I were as cool as Book, that's what I would do. That's what I would do. All right. Well, dude, man, I can't wait for the game tomorrow. I love. I know this This is so great. I'm being so unproductive. I. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. I'm just being unproductive, man. (laughs) I, I, I I feel like that's what everybody's doing, dude. I can't after these games. I can't. I was up to like three a.m. I texted you guys at two thirty in the morning. <laughs> Again, sorry about that. Hey, if the rest of you guys are listening, sorry, my bad. Totally didn't realize it was two thirty in the morning. But yeah, uh, production's out the window. But dude, this is fun. This is outstanding. I love the energy in the city too, man. I get asked about the Suns. Like people in my office in my office building know I'm a Suns guy. Yeah, I get asked same. about them. Uh, I was wearing my book Moss Point jersey out to uh, Zoyo. Zoyo Arcadia, shout out. Love that place. Uh, <laughs> was there, and this dude just started chatting me up about Booker and Sons, asked me if I knew anything about Moss Point. I'm like, no, bro, but I'd be sweet if I did. I mean, it's it's great, dude. I, I love the energy in the in the city. And this is this is a Suns town, man, when when it wants to be. Um, it's always there. Sometimes it lies dormant. It's loud right now, and it feels so good. It feels so good. So, any final thoughts, Paul? I feel like that was pretty solid, I, I mean, I, so I, this better be good if you have something. I'm going to be in Idaho for the next two weeks. So, I'm just solid. hoping I have some way to watch the games. <laughs> We're in an Airbnb, and that's always questionable of wow. like what kind of I'm, access you have. I am on vacation for almost the entire finals. How about that? I'm here though for games one, two, and I get back the day before, uh, if necessary, <laughs> game seven. Yeah, so nice. I I accidentally planned it perfectly. When, when when is the finals theoretically supposed to start? Game one is July eighth, I believe. I believe it's July eighth, tenth, twelfth, fourteenth, seventeenth, nineteenth, and twenty. 22nd wow okay look that up and let me know if i'm right and we'll wrap up this episode of fanning the flames how about that paul i was just looking up when i was going to be back in town so okay um... i don't think anybody listening <laughs> no cares, cares so let's go ahead and wrap up this episode of fanning yes, the flames. please if by some miracle of god you're still listening uh, as paul and i went through our travel plans for the last three minutes Thank you for listening. And depending on when you're listening, have yourself a good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Valley boys, we them 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 valley boys. Let's go, sons, to the day y'all die. Valley boys, we them 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 valley boys. Let's go, sons, to the day I die.